Hi, this is Mindy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy. And I'm continuing from my last podcast about wisdom. And this podcast is entitled Wisdom, One Truth, Yet So Beautifully Unique to Each One of Us. That's each one of us. <laughs> so God, what I love, the Bible says that each one of us is a living epistle of God. That means God wrote like a love letter to the world through each one of us very uniquely. And there'll never be another one of you like you when you leave this earth. And there was nobody like you before you came to this earth. Even if you are a, um, uh, what is it called? Like a twin that looks just like, that's not a, is that a fraternal twin? A... I forgot what that's called, but even if you are a twin and you have another human in this world that looks exactly like you, you yourself know you're very different. And if they do DNA on both of you, they're going to be different. Like you're, you're not, you just have similar um, physical features, but you're very different on the inside. You're two different spirits. And it's so amazing to me, just God's, God's creation, God's creation of the ocean, God's creation of the sky. But most of all, just, I just love to watch people. I find people fascinating and intriguing. And, um, just every person when they're really flowing in their purpose, um, is beyond the meaning of a gift of a blessing. Like there's not even a word to say how magnificent you are and how immensely important you are. Um, we don't always feel that way. We haven't been taught that, but you are. So we were in discussing wisdom again. What is wisdom? So please listen to my last podcast and I won't repeat what I said, but here's just moving forward some other things about wisdom, godly wisdom as it is in the Hebrew Bible. And wisdom aligns our hearts with God's hearts. Wisdom um, it helps you to have the mind of Christ, as it says in the New Testament, wisdom will help you to think like as much as a human, as a creation of God can think like God, it'll help you to do that. And that, and it'll, that means you'll have tremendous um, decisions. You'll make great decisions on doing the right thing, on doing the most prosperous thing, on doing, have, you'll have creativity, really wonderful ways that, um, really wonderful, lack of a better word, fun, creative ways out of situations. Um, it's interesting, you know, a lot of songs and um, art and things were created like out of mistakes. And God just gave that individual so much creativity, how to make something so beautiful, so beautiful out of that mistake. And I can think of a lot of examples of that in creation and humans. And I'll start with creation and the rainforest. Do you know that um, a lot of the beauty of the rainforest is that the things that die in the rainforest bring life to the other things? A great example is that in the rainforest, the canopy that keeps everything from getting scorched to the hot sun, especially the rainforests that are by the equator, is that the trees, you know, that make like that canopy over them and kind of shade the rainforest, those are all dead trees. They're dead trees. They died. And as they died, and I guess, I don't know, do they curve or whatever? I don't know the real details. I just know the surface. Um, 
thing about this, but that those are actually dead trees. They're not live trees. And those are the things that like Tarzan used to swing on and stuff, but it actually shades the rainforest. So all that growth can happen and things that die insects and different things. And even, you know, certain um, plants that die become food for other plants or, or, you know, when a seed dies, it can create a harvest of another kind of, um, you know, of the same kind, you know, apple seeds, um, that's an apple that's the fruits already been eaten, the, you know, the apples rotted or whatever, but the seed can actually grow another apple tree. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to me. Um, the other thing is just the other day I was watching a documentary on Bob Marley and the way that the reggae music that we hear now, it was a mistake. They, um, the recording studios were just, um, they didn't have the sophisticated equipment. And so when they were playing it back, it was like a mistake that they kept hearing click, 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 click. And it became the reggae sound that is so famous that, you know, people enjoy today and they have all those, you know, happy sounds, happy songs like Don't Worry, Be Happy or One Love or, you know, um, so, um, you know, on the surface, like I know you can... I'm not getting into the religion of reggae at all, but just the surface, I, I like hearing Don't Worry, Be Happy and things like that. They're happy songs, some of them. And so it was just very interesting how out of poverty and and these musicians that just loved music so much came this sound out of faulty audio equipment, you know? And um, so there's a lot of things where even famous artists and different people I heard of, like they made a mistake or something or um they were they were going blind or they were going whatever you know people become hard of hearing and because of that some beautiful artwork or some something amazing happens out of something that would seem to be an aberration or a handicap like something amazing came out of it so um we find that with life right you know like making lemon lemonade out of lemons so you can just kind of fit that in what you're going through and appropriate that to something that is your example today. So I just wanted to talk about that. And also, um, let's see what, oh yeah, there's, there's different kinds of wisdom. And James um, talks about four kinds of wisdom. He talks about earthly wisdom, which is kind of like common sense and things that we just know to do. For example, um, we know that if we smell a lot of fire and hearing a fire alarm, common sense dictates get out of that area. That's just a real simple one. Intellectual wisdom, what you learn from school, what you learn from books, what you had to learn to get your degree. It's not necessarily truth. It's not necessarily the, the answer, but um, not knocking, you know, education can answer some of it can really help you. I mean, it doesn't hurt to know a whole lot of math. It doesn't hurt to learn computer, um, computer science to get a great job with that intellectual wisdom for me to even do these podcasts. I had to learn a lot of techie stuff, how to even do this. Um, and then there's devilish wisdom. I guess that would be, um, obviously, like, um, wisdom, like, how can I get my own way? Like, there's a way, there's a way to connive somebody, 
you know, for that promotion. I want that promotion. It's coveting. It's knocking somebody out of the way. Um, my, my, a friend of mine, um, she's a great Bible teacher and she has, she calls it like roller derby, like acting like roller derby. Like, have you ever seen those roller derbies where, I mean, the point of the game is they're, they're like, roll. it's crazy. They're roller skating on like a slant on like this, um, track that's actually already slanted. So they go faster and everything. And the point is to knock everybody with your elbow or trip them or however you can get them out of way, your way, just like throw them out of your way so you can win the race. So, you know, that's how like some people operate when they're in devilish wisdom. They'll do anything to get to the top. They'll do anything to get your husband. Let's just make a plan. They'll do anything to get your wife. They'll do anything to get the promotion that was promised to you. They'll do anything, you know, to, um, to, you know, knock somebody out of the way. That's, you know, just one example, or they'll do anything for power and they don't care how many people are going to get hurt in the way. And ultimately the worst, if they come into great power, you know, Kings and presidents can cause wars and the death of many and can create propaganda, propagandized lies and, um, you know, the, the devilish wisdom are, is the, um, cartels, the, the crime syndicates, you know, they're, they're the masterminds, you know, over every evil, evil organization that oppresses people, um, in small and large ways. So anyways, that's devilish wisdom, but it takes a lot of smarts and cleverness and conniving. It doesn't mean that they're not they had to put a lot of thought and a lot of creativity in doing something extremely horrible and vile, but they still had to use their minds. Um, the other kind of um, wisdom is from above. That's the kind of wisdom we want, a wisdom that is supernatural, that will get you out of every problem, that will be the right answer, that will be like, you know, when you throw a rock in the ocean or river and it creates waves, it's going to affect your environment, everything around you in a beautiful, positive way. And it's going to create great blessings for everything, um, even physical things around you um, on how to, um, even how you take care of things, how you take care of your, you know, your household, your um, animals, your, your pets, your um, children, just everything, your relationships. So that's what I want to share about wisdom. Uh, some quotes that I saw on the internet and I was not careful enough to tell you exactly where they came from. So, um, but I, one of them was God TV. Um, but anyways, it says wisdom is the sign of greatness and understanding, which can only come from keeping doing and observing the precepts of God. Okay. Let me break this down and why I found out of everything I read, that was one of the three things I wanted to copy and paste on my little cheat sheet on word over here. It says wisdom is the sign of greatness and understanding which, this is the important part, can only come from keeping, doing, and observing the precepts of God. So it's something you have to do. It's just like, I can watch YouTubes all day long on how to be a ballerina, but you know, without um, a whole lot of painful exercise and some pretty strict ballerina teachers, and just even learning how to suck my stomach in and stand on my toes, just that might take me a long time. Just even those basics, I'm not going any, like without actually doing it, I, you know, I might learn what a ballerina goes through, but I'm not going to become a ballerina, you know, um, at all, just by sitting on um, 
my derriere and watching movies on how to be a ballerina. It ain't going to happen without a lot of pain, you know, and a lot of um, sweat and a lot of concentration, um, a lot of focus, memorization, choreographing my body just to even do the simplest, um, you know, for how in, in ballet it's been so long, but like first position, um, you know, standing in first position, just mastering that is, you know, a lot. So, and so I'm just saying with the word of God, you gotta, um, it can only come from keeping doing like, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep that knowledge. You gotta keep, you have to be consistent with it every day. You have to do the word of God. You have to practice the Bible. You look at a scripture. Like I, I have an example that I did on my last podcast, which I'm making the same day. This is what I just made a few minutes ago that um, how does every wise woman encourage and build up her family? That was verse one in Proverbs 14. And the whole, that was the one scripture I expounded on in the last, like, how do you do that? So you've got to like do it. Like you can't just look at the word, you got to do it. And you've got to observe the precepts of God. How do you observe the precepts of God? Well, I feel um, very honored and blessed that of the over 33 years that I've been, um, that Jesus has been my Messiah and I've been in, you know, serving ministries that I've just observed people. Like at first, like I would observe older people that were more knowledgeable than me that had been, um, you know, knowing Christ, knowledgeable about the Bible longer than me. I would just watch them. I'd watch everything about them, how they dressed, how they talked, um, how they handled their finances, how they, they were in relationships, how they reacted to other people, how they reacted to death of a loved one, how they reacted to disappointments, how did they reacted to bad news. I just watched everything, how they reacted to good news, how they reacted to promotions, how they got promotions, blah, 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 blah. You know, I would just watch the people of God. I would just watch how ministries operated. I would take note of how many long hours they worked, the repetition of doing anything good, you know, singers having to sing the same line over and over again, making sure that their voices match. Um, that's just one example or any department working together, unity, all these things, you have to practice them. And in them, there's going to be a lot of challenges. You, there's going to be things you don't agree with. There's going to be times you're just plain outright tired, you know, and, um, you're going to be like, I tie tie, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, call it a day. And it's like, no, just, you know, keep at it. Just one or two more hours. Just keep at it. Go the extra mile. Um, so these are ways that, and then again, before you go to bed, put your head in the word of God, you know, keep, you know, go to church services, even when you don't feel like it, even if you're sleepy, just let the word of God get in your ear gate, in your eye gate, be around the people of God, use your whole you know, existence to do something godly. Like, even if you don't feel like it, like during praise and worship, use your mouth to sing the word of God, you know, look at the minister, sit up, take notes, you know, um, and when you think about what am I going to do tonight? You know, you're lonely or whatever, find some minister that is interesting to you. You know, there's so many people out there, like we're so blessed with YouTube and the internet these days. I mean, the other day I was doing um, this routine of stretches that I do um, That's um, that I was taught by um, a really good, um, like chiropractic person. So anyways, uh, while I was doing these stretches, I wanted to hear something. And I listened to this woman just because she was 96 years old, teach on prayer. 
And this woman was so on fire and I was so encouraged. I'm like, I want to be like her when I'm 96. Like there was nothing old about her. There was no low energy. She, this woman had so much knowledge. She was funny. She could, she was so inspiring and she had so much information that was said in different ways that I ever heard. And I'm like, man, she's amazing. You know? And so I was listening to a 96 year old woman. Sometimes like my pastor currently is I think like exactly maybe 20 or 21 years younger than I am. And I gain a lot of wisdom from him. And I watch him go through life stages as he shares them on the pulpit. And I kind of feel like, you know, it's new beginnings to me because even if you're older, um, you know, you it's a new beginning. If you're in going in menopause, guess what? That's a new beginning. Like embrace it. Like just, you know, um, throw up your, like they used to say, throw up your hands. Like you just don't care. Just embrace it. Celebrate it. Like celebrate every phase of your life. Celebrate every day of your life. Every day is a day that you've never seen before. Don't be afraid of time. Don't be afraid of woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's done. How do you know? Like, you know, the more you grow, how do you know that you can't do something amazing? I mean, this might sound like a good, plus it's kind of a good and bad example, but like, look at, um, who was it? Not Sal- Samson, Samson in the Bible. Like he, I don't know. I've read that story a few times, uh, many times. And it's like there, he never really said anything that it seemed like he really cared that much about God in his life, but he knew who God was and he knew God was the one who gave him his strength that much. He did acknowledge and God honored that even that little bit God honored And he also, but he operated, what God wanted him to do was to destroy this very sadistic um, army um, at the time that was very horrible to the people of Israel and um, would come against their people that he um, wanted them, he wanted, you know, the Israelites to have um, victory over them. You know, there's always wars and everything. And he chose one man to do that and wound up the last day of of Samson's life. He actually did it. He actually just in the worst state, in the one of the worst days of his life, you have to read it to see what I'm talking about, the worst day that he could possibly have probably. Um, he just pushes these pillars in this, you know, um, what's the word, colossal, like this amazing building that all the leaders of the nation are in, all the leaders of that nation. I think it was... Um, I forgot the number, but it was a lot of people. And he made that building, he died with them. He made that building collapse on all of them like an earthquake. Um, So anyways, you have to read that story. But anyways, what was the point that I wanted to say about, um, so, so yeah, so he was, uh, oh yeah, I know I was going to say about, you know, this is a day you've never seen before. How do you know that all the things you didn't accomplish and that you wanted to do, um, that you're going to um, do something so incredible because your heart has been right and you've had these burning desires. Um, I'll use an example. Um, okay, this might be a really sad example, but say like you desperately want children and you're not even married and say like you always wanted children, you always want to get married and um, here you are, you're 55 years old and it hasn't happened yet. In fact, when you were 39 years old, you did get pregnant. And through different circumstances, you made a decision to, um, you made a decision to have an abortion. Okay. And it, it, 
it, um, it scarred you. It scarred you really bad. And so this is a new day. And so you're like, you had to deal with the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and you coulda, you coulda had a child. You thought you were going to get married, but you did whatever. The, you know, I'm just making up a story. And, you know, God forgives everything and everything can have a new beginning. Like, who cares? Like, you know, if God said he forgave you and it's in the sea of forgetfulness, it's done. Like, you know, so all I'm saying is like, you know, this is a new day. Like, what if that same person, and I've heard stories like that, what if that same person started an orphanage and they wound up having 10 kids that they saved um, or they um, wound up adopting kids and, you know, one of those kids maybe has, you know, in their lifetime as an adult discovered a cure to a disease or something, you know, and God used that person mightily. All I'm saying is it's not over. It's not over. I don't care what you did. Like God can do something like he can use dead things to bring other things to life. That's what he's amazing. Like God is just amazing. That's what he does. Like he calls, you know, God can call something into existence in your life. He can take something that seems like, um, you know, like it's a terrible situation and make it one of the most, he can, not, not that we want to do bad things like, you know, or anything like that. Like we don't, of course we don't tempt God and none of us want pain in our lives. None of us want emotional pain. None of us want regrets, but we're all going to have it in one way or in another, whether we did something like an abortion or hurt somebody's feelings or rejected somebody that could have been a great friend to us or, um, or we just made a horrible financial choice and, you know, foreclosure came out of it or maybe bankruptcy, whatever the thing is, whether it's relational, whether it's financial, whether you got into an addiction, you didn't mean to, but it happened. And, you know, that brought great sorrow on you, maybe others, you know, we're, we're, we go through things, you know, in, in this life, but God can turn all of that around. I just want to give you hope. God can turn all of that around that something amazing and beautiful and wonderful comes out of a very, very bad situation. But you have to have the wisdom of God. You can't just, not in your own imagination, you have to seek God because he will give you a life, a joy, a beginning, and a purpose beyond anything you can ask or think. I promise you because I'm a living proof of it. My son's a living proof of it. My husband's a living proof of it. My late husband was a living proof of it. Um, it just is. And so, um, my pastor was a living proof of it. My founding pastor was a living proof of it. Um, the people around me in the ministry that I work at are living proof of it. I've seen it. I've seen it in living color. So, um, yeah. So just keep observing the people of God. Keep of, you know, you know, let the Holy, let the Holy Spirit lead you to listen to different people, different ministers, um, because you'll hear people of all different walks of life and personalities praising God in a unique way. And, and each one will light something in you. You know, the, the, um, um, the word is, a uh, um, light unto you is, um, the word of God is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Like it'll give you direction, you know, trust God and he'll direct you in all your paths. Trust him, not with your own understanding. Even when things look like you should, you know, you should take this easier way. Um, just follow God, take the right way, take the right, honest, pure way. Um, so another thing that I saw was, this is a wisdom that comes from joining yourself with God and allowing him to fill you with his hidden knowledge. So you have to join yourself with God and all those examples I just gave you, and you have to allow him 
to fill you with his hidden knowledge. And you get that from just learning about him. And you'll start to discover that you know things. You just know things that um, it doesn't make any sense because you weren't trained in it. You didn't have the book smarts in it. And you know how to solve problems and even other people's problems with when you didn't experience before. You just have this hidden knowledge that comes from the throne of God, that comes from heaven, you know, the wisdom from above. And that's only through really cultivating a relationship with God through all the things that I just gave you examples of how to do it. Um, wisdom is a capacity of the mind that allows us to understand life from God's perspective. So it allows us to understand, it gives us understanding, it gives us discernment, it shows us, you know, that song like smiling faces, I'm all out of key, you know, smiling faces, sometimes they don't tell the truth, you know, um, they'll backstab you, you know, like not everybody who's flattering you is really for you. So it, it kind of gives you um, wisdom will show you people that are really in need might be the people who are dressing the nicest and smiling the biggest and encouraging other people. And you have no idea what maybe they're going through. And you see somebody else that's crying the blues. And, you know, the person that you see that seems to have everything is more in need of your time and attention than the one who looks like, you know, what would be the more obvious, like wisdom will give you discernment on who to really help that day. Um, because you can't always read it by the outside. Wisdom will help you who to really avoid because some people seem like they're really friendly and they really want to be your friend and they don't have good motives. And the opposite, some people seem um, like, what would you have in common with them? But they're just very kind. They might even seem a little timid. Um, they're very humble and they're not the extrovert. They don't seem like they'd be real exciting or entertaining or whatever, but there's just something very quietly beautiful about them. And God will tell you, you know, you need to kind of attach yourself to that person. Like that person's a good person for you to be around or, you know, these are just examples of things that don't seem obvious in the natural. So, um, I seem to go on and on about wisdom and I don't even get to the Bible study that I want to get to because there's so much to say about wisdom and about um, how you can have new life and new beginnings. So, you know, the title of this podcast was One Truth Yet So Beautifully Unique to Each One. So, you know, there is only one truth, you know, the Word of God, but it, He expresses Himself in a way that is beautiful and comforting to you. You know, you have your own unique relationship with God that God loves. He made you because he wanted a relationship with you. He made you and formed you before you were, you were, you were a thought to him before you were even in your mother's womb and he knitted you together and he wrote a book about you. Read Psalm 139 and he's got a very unique relationship with you, not in contrast to the word of God or opposed to the word of God, but each person um, you know, each person, the best relationship you can have in your whole life is a relationship with God. And that's only done through Jesus Christ. So with that, my precious friends, um, kings, queens out there, and um, people that maybe it's the first time you came on this podcast, and I'm so glad you did. I just hope you know how beautiful, unique you are. And something I said, you're more curious about God and to know him more. So grace and peace until my next podcast.